Well, hello there. Welcome back to Loving Yourself Completely. I'm Sarah, as always. And this week, we're talking about relationships, sex, and anxiety, our most requested episodes. And let me just tell you, I really do adore these questions, not only because they're funny and silly and individual, but because sometimes it's nice to just be on a different topic. And sometimes I avoid this topic because I don't want um, this show to become strictly about what we're supposed to be feeling or dealing with in relationships or um, making partners feel better, like things like that. I like this um, podcast to kind of remain about us and making sure we're better. But if you're in a good headspace and you um, enjoy sex with your partner and you like talking about this stuff, well, then this is the right episode for you. I know sex can cause anxiety um, with so many people who struggle with daily panic attacks and things like that. You know, anxiety can have a significant impact on a person's ability to engage in sexual activity, um, whether it's physical symptoms and or negative thoughts while it's going on. You can have performance anxiety, fear of intimacy. You know, anxiety can make it difficult to feel comfortable and close with your partner, which can lead to a lack of emotional intimacy and difficulty with sexual intimacy. Um, People have trauma. There's relationship issues that anxiety can exacerbate in relationships. Um, So it's essential to address anxiety and seek support from mental health professional to work through these issues to improve your sexual well-being. Because as much as sometimes it can make us nervous to talk about, um, sex plays a really big role in maintaining a very healthy relationship. So having open communication with your partner is extremely important and can be uncomfortable sometimes. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you all have been having a wonderful week. It is... um, it has been a beautiful week where I'm at. Not always sunny, but the, the temperature is decent and all the snow has finally melted. So it's it's feeling pretty decent. My week has been um, so busy, of course, um, with the boutique going on and just so many, so many things. Just, I feel like just all the things, that's just the only quote I can say when people ask me like, how's it going? Just, just all the things um, have been going on and and making sure I'm getting episodes out and making sure people are happy and dealing with things that I just don't know. Today marks um, one month since I opened my boutique, which is amazing. It feels like it's been 10 years, <laughs> but in the best way possible. I've learned so much. I'm still learning. I'm still experiencing um, first times with this and things going on. And I just had my first return exchange for a size. So I had to figure out how to do that. Like it's silly little things, but it really, um, if if you have anxiety like me, you like you just want to please people and you want them to be happy and satisfied and it can stress you out to know if even for a half a moment that something that you're a product that you have to do with, like they it didn't fit or they didn't you didn't sell it right or or something. And um I feel like I'm in my own head more than they are because of course my customers are wonderful and they're like, oh my gosh, no, like I should have read the sizing chart or I should have, you know, um, checked out the description better. And I'm like, no, it's my fault. Like I'm going to take the blame because I just feel I have to. (laughs) So it does, it feels silly. Um, but I am, I'm learning so much and I appreciate you all reaching out and messaging me after purchasing and you guys are just, um, amazing. So anyways, um, health-wise this week, I'm good. And I hope you guys are all well. I know we've been messaging with quite a few of you, uh, about some stuff and I think that getting closer with you guys has really just opened my eyes on so many topics and like I said this week with relationship questions and topics I think it's I think it's a really fun topic to get a hold of sometimes because 
anybody who is in a relationship for a short period of time, long period of time, uh, has kids, doesn't have kids, if you deal with anxiety or depression, um, intrusive thoughts, OCD style, uh, I feel, I don't know why I'm saying us so much. I'm so sorry. And my brain is lagging today, like Windows 98. Okay. So I feel like anybody who's been in a long-term relationship or short-term, you experience a feeling of, okay, how do I maintain this? How do I maintain this happiness? How, and in long-term relationships, you know, sometimes it gets stale or something and then you find it again, you know, it's light on, light off kind of style when you've been together for a long time. And you go, okay, I can maintain this. I can do this. And then one day you can't. You go, okay, so when when, when is it coming back? When, when do I get it back? Because I know that it's going to come back. So it's important to stay with your partner through the ups and downs of things. And especially if you have anxiety because it can interfere with uh, sexual interaction so much and or make them not feel good. Or um, sometimes they're just so far in their own head they can't get out of it. And as much as other people want to think, oh, you know, I'll distract them with sex or with touching them and loving on them. Sometimes that can uh, make it worse. So it's all about your comfort level. And that's really, I just want you to be comfortable. Now, I know this week's episode is going to be a little silly and um, TMI for a lot of us. And so many of these questions are so funny. So I just, I just want us to have fun. And I love, um, I have these questions written out to where, you guys can answer them in email responses back to me so we can interact. And I think that's really fun. I thought about having my friend on and we just couldn't get on the same schedule. And then I also had another girlfriend that was interested in doing it. But I just, like I said, I've been so offbeat with my schedule lately that there was no time that worked for us. So I was like, you know what? I feel like it's sometimes more fun to be um, speaking with the audience and speaking with you guys and getting your responses other than being so distracted by another. So that's what we're going to do this week. And I appreciate you guys. and I love you guys. And thank you for reaching out. Thank you for um, sending in questions. And I also grabbed a few questions that would be fun off of just random sites that are the most common questions when it comes to sexual relationships with your partner, uh, whether you have anxiety or you don't. So let's get into it. Welcome back to Loving Yourself Completely. Okay, so my first two questions have a lot to do with the same. The question is about sex toys and somebody is asking what's the biggest benefit that you can name with a partner using a toy with you because they're trying to convince their partner to use a toy their partner does not want to. I have no problem with toys. My partner has no problem with toys. He's the one who kind of introduced me to using them so much. Um, I had previous, I feel like, I feel like the generation I'm from, uh, toys are looked at as your partner can't get the job done or something. I don't know because there's so many people who are insecure about them. Uh, even my own personal friends, when we talk about it with couples, we know, and they're like, oh God, no, 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 no. But I feel like it takes a really secure person to be like, oh, hell yeah. Like we're bringing that in. Like, I know I can get the job done, but how much more fun is it uh, to work with others? You know? So it is, it is a lot of fun to have toys in the bedroom. And I think a lot of people think too much about it. You think too much about it. It's just an accessory. You know, it's like you already got the full outfit on. Um, just add some earrings and a watch. Like it's, it just makes it complete. And it's so much fun. I think that a lot of times we put so much pressure on ourselves to make sure that we're the ones pleasing our partner. And that doesn't have to be that way. Of course, um, some people bring other people into the bedroom. So like it's, 
if it's just a toy and it's something that you're both consenting of and you're both wanting to try it or experience, I think that's amazing. Now, if one does and the other one doesn't, I would maybe suggest like, what is something that you are comfortable with? Like maybe not an internal toy, but an external toy. Uh, Maybe not something that vibrates, but something that we can just um, insert, you know, it could be, it could be one or the other. It can be something fun. What if I use these on you instead of, um, genital toys, you could use other kinds of toys. You can use whips or you can use handcuffs or you can use things like that. Toys aren't just strictly to, um, pleasure your lower region. So I feel like there are so many other things that you can incorporate that slowly lead up to the fact that, um, these toys are arousing you and helping your partner and making you feel good. And, and even though some people are like, well, I want to be the one pleasing them, but if you're using the toy on them or you're watching them use the toy, it can help um, you see how to pleasure them better sometimes. So I think the benefits of it is going, Hey, like, obviously you can get the job done. This is just an accessory. Like explain it in the shortest term possible. Like this can just be fun. It doesn't have to be something taken so serious. Uh, I feel like sex is taken so serious. And I'm not saying like it's not a a serious topic when you're just getting into it because it's important to protect your body. But when you're in a relationship and both consenting adults, you can speak of these things in a fun way. And it doesn't have to be, you know, so, so detrimental to what happens and how this plays out and our next time we have sex we're doing this and at 3 p.m you know it doesn't have to be so serious all the time um because the next part of this question it's a separate question but i'm just adding it into the same one is that they said i have anxiety about using toys with a partner now anxiety can come in many different forms sexual wise but using toys um if it can come if it came with a trauma that's something of course seeking uh, medical professional help with and therapy and and things like that can help you work through but if you have anxiety just due to the fact that you've never done it before um again like in the first question I think it's really important to have a fun conversation with your partner like I'm a little nervous I feel like uh, we have to go very slow and this has to be something of my choosing I have to feel comfortable and even choosing fun little toys the little butterfly vibrators the um, ones that seem less intimidating it doesn't have to be you know something so there are some aggressive toys out there I will tell you what some of those toys just looking at them in the store you're like oh my god like you just you get so nervous and I can understand that I can I can just totally relate to that as being intimidated by something and maybe your partner wants to use something that seems aggressive to you but that's where the communication lies very strong and saying hey I'm a little nervous about trying this and I think it's a really fun idea that you have but we're gonna have to do this on my terms until I'm comfortable and that's really all you can say. You can say, this is my comfort level that we're focusing on. So I think it's very important that we both can come to terms with that I'm in charge here and that I have to be in charge here and you have to get on board with that. So I do. I think that's really important. Uh, there are some funny questions though. Somebody asked, what's the craziest place you've had sex? And I was thinking about it. And I think a lot of people uh, responding to this question were cracking me up because I was like, I am not, I'm not sure. I'm like trying to think about it. I'm like thinking like I really, it wasn't, it's not like a crazy thing. You know, when I was a teenager, like we'd drive around and 
uh, pull over and stuff like that with boyfriends or whatever that I had at the time. But nothing really too insane. I think the craziest place was maybe like on the back of a tailgate, like at a, on a construction site that we pulled into like late at night. Obviously, there's nobody working anymore, but it was like a new neighborhood construction zone. And that's I really think that's it, though. I had sex one time while my boyfriend at the time was driving, but that was like, it was ridiculous. Like I was like 16. I'm like, what is, no, I was 17. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really fun question that people can answer. And I'm actually excited to see because I have so many friends that will tell me like these crazy stories. I'm like, I just never even thought about certain things. And you know, my husband, like we've had sex in crazy places, but it was, it was crazy, like adult style places. Like we were adults and, you know, parking lots or cars, uh, friends, houses, bathrooms or whatever. Um, but it was never like in an elevator. Like it was never like Netflix style or porn style. And I think that that's such a funny question to ask an adult because, when you think about when you were younger, you literally just had sex in any place that you could get a hold of. And I think about my boyfriends that I had at the time and it was like backyards, uh, beaches and like just these random places, but it was never somewhere that you were like, yeah, I want to have sex here. It was like, yeah, this is all we have. Like it was never anything exciting. You're like, oh my God, if somebody catches me and tells my parents, I'm going to freak out, you know? Um, And that goes with the next question of if you've ever had sex in public places, which I think is funny because that was just my whole life. (laughs) You know, you, you weren't at your parents' house. Like it was pretty much, um, you were, your entire sex life was based in a public place as you're a teenager. And I think that that's a pretty common thing with most people. Uh, Somebody asked, what's the longest you've ever gone without sex and why? Um... I don't know. My one friend went like over a year, which I thought was wild because I think that's pretty impressive. I don't think I've gone more than like maybe three weeks, maybe. I don't know. Honestly, like I wasn't keeping track, but the longest I could think is when my husband had a surgery done. And that's about all I can think right now. But I think it's, um, I think that when things happen and health stuff happens and people have to go without or just an, their own personal choice. I, my one girlfriend, um, I told her you should have a, a 10 date rule, you know, and, and we spoke about this before on these episodes about making sure that, you know, you're giving yourself to somebody that you barely know. You have to really pay attention nowadays and, and really focus on what you're doing it for. Um, I, I feel like it's just one of those things that so many people don't take as serious anymore. And when you're with somebody new, I, I feel like it is a very serious thing. And, and especially, you know, if you struggle with anxiety or depression and things like that, and you don't want to feel taken advantage of. So going a long time without, I, I don't think I personally went a long time because I've always been a relationship girl. There hasn't ever been a time where I was extremely single and, um, God, I got in a very serious relationship when I was 18. So literally I had, um, yeah, 
I had lost my virginity like the year before and I had a several partners. Like I just enjoyed that time in my life. And then I know that sounds like I'm saying like, yeah, I was super skanky. And I, I think I was honestly, you guys, but the following year I met the person who I would soon marry. And so I was always in a relationship and after that relationship ended within the next month or so I was in another relationship so I've always been a relationship kind of girl and it was never intended I never was one of those girls that was like yeah I'm gonna be in a relationship and I I need somebody all the time it always just turned into that and I'm like what kind of vibe do I give off because I don't I can't seem to do the to do the things where I'm like okay go away now But I do, I fall in love with people so quickly and their personalities. And if you're good to me, like you're golden forever. That's just how it works for me. Uh, Whether you're a friend or a partner or family or anybody, I I fall in love with people immediately with their personalities. Even if I've never met you, if you're a a kind person on Facebook or TikTok, like I check on you, I message you all. I'll love all your things. Like I just feel like I get a genuine connection from certain people and I just love them. I just... I get this. I don't know. I don't know. So back to the question of the longest you've went without sex. It's never been long because I just, I've always been a relationship kind of girl, but I know so many people uh, that, that make it a priority to go long, a long time without it and working on themselves because that's a part of their self care. So I think that that's important too. Look at me. I said it was going to be a fun episode and I keep relating it back to self care. This is why I can't do this stuff. You guys. I'm like, take care of yourself though. I'm like that. I'm like that grandma that like is like, have fun this weekend. Pull down your shorts though. Or no, my God, that's not a terrible. Pull down your shorts. You know, make them longer. <laughs> Holy shit, Sarah. Oh my God. Make, why are your shorts so short? But also pull them down. That sounded. I mean, I guess I can go either way on this episode. <laughs> okay. So moving on. Um, Biggest turn on. I spoke in this in my last, my one episode. I don't know if it's sexual or um, if they're talking about like just in general. I, I've i spoken of this before. I love my husband's hands and his shoulders and his chest. Like that's right there for me instant. Like I'm obsessed with you. And so obviously I look at that all day. So I'm obsessed with them all day. But biggest turn on in bed. Honestly, it's, it's like, so I feel like I'm not alone in this when I say, I feel like we all have different days of different turn-ons. You know what I mean? I feel like on days where I'm having a rough day or a sad day, like I need more gentle. I need somebody that's like kind to me and, and, you know, rubs my hair and asks me, you know, like, Hey, can I get you some water? Can I get you like, can I be kind to you? And then I'm extremely turned on. Like, let's have sex. You know, I just need somebody being kind to me. And then I'll have days where I need the aggression and I need somebody to um, tell me what I'm going to do and push me up against walls and things like that. I feel like I'm not alone on that. I know a lot of my friends, they're like, I just need, you know, the gentle and I, and I sometimes need them to choke me. (laughs) So I feel like on, on different ways you can, on different days, it's just, it's just how it is. I feel like turn ons are, um, I can't think of the word. I almost said optional, which is kind of not the word I'm looking for. Turn-ons are just different for different... um, What am I looking for, you guys? For different mental health days. I'm just going to say it. Mental health. I don't even care. Um, For different days of how you're feeling. 
even yesterday, I had the most mentally stimulating day you could imagine. Like my, my brain, I looked at Brett last night and my son was talking and it was, I had told him to go to bed already and he was, you know how kids get, they're talking, telling a story. And I looked at Brett, I was like, in about five seconds, I'm going to have a mental breakdown if I don't get five minutes of, of silence, just silence. I had so much happen yesterday. I, you know, just had a lot going on. I had a, a dental cleaning and then I was dealing with customers and I had a ton of orders that I got together. I was on the phone with somebody for over three hours. They were going through a hard time. So we literally just sat on the phone all day so they weren't alone. And then I, um, and then I had to pick my son up from school and he is a chatterbox all on his own. He's, he's nine. He, he talks. Um, and then my husband came home and I forgot to take meat out of the freezer. So we had to go get pizza. Like it was just one of those days where it wasn't a bad day. It was just overstimulating. Uh, so when we, when he got home and after everything was done and my son went to bed, he's like, Hey, like, let's just take a shower, like wash the day away tell me about your day and like, let's enjoy that. And we do, I know my friends think we're so weird. We shower together every night and just hang out for like a half hour till the hot water runs out. Like we just enjoy, um, that's our us time. So anyways, it wasn't, it's not always sexual. So, cause I'm always like, yeah, we were showering last night and they're like, oh, we don't want to hear about that. I'm like, no, like we, I was like telling them about my day, but that's just our me time. Like we love showering together. It's always been like that. Anyways, so he's like, wash the day away and like, you can tell me, I'll tell you funny stories or something. I'm like, cool. So that's what we did. And it really, um, it's a huge turn on for me because he knew exactly what I needed on that day. And I feel like if so many of our partners really are in tuned with your partner's days and you ask about those days, I feel like that is the turn on. The turn on is knowing your partner. That's my turn on at least. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's the same for others, but my turn on is my partner knowing me. I need you to know me because had he have, if I was having an overstimulating day, if he would have came up and, you know, threw me against the wall, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing today? Like, don't do that. Like I needed, I needed the calmness yesterday. I needed that calming shower. I needed the calming stories. He let me listen to like a funny podcast or he'll put on funny music and I need that so my biggest turn on is just my partner knowing me I think and I have so many people around me that feel the same way just the foreplay of sex comes from um, understanding and communicating with your partner so never underestimate just knowing the kind of day your partner had don't ever skip over that and I tell people this all the time, usually the more um, aggressor or sexual person in the relationship that sometimes only focused on is only focused on the sex, measure their day, take it in, really understand it. Listen if she's been overwhelmed or he's been overwhelmed. Listen if they say, you know, I really just need somebody to tell me what to do. Really pay attention uh, to those characteristics in your partner because it can get you where you want to go and it'll get them where they need to go and you're a lot more likely to keep going back <laughs> so
Sarah Bauer Boutique is now open for business. Come shop with me at www.sarahsarabauerboutique.com. Join the rewards program. Do the chat now button if you need any help or guidance. I would love to know any of you that shop with me. Please send me a quick message so I can write you a special little card. Um, Shop with Sarah Bauer Boutique today. Mornings are already rough, so why not make it easier with Javi? J-A-V-Y. Javi coffee is dairy-free, sugar-free, gluten-free, plant-powered, non-GMO, and ethically sourced. Javi coffee is so simple. You take one to two teaspoons, pour it in hot or cold water, put in your favorite toppings or creamer, and you're on the go. No stops in the morning, no waiting in line, no getting that machine out that you don't even know if it's clean. (laughs) Drink Javi coffee and get 20% off with Sarah, S-A-R-A-43934 today. Javi coffee will change your whole morning mood. Drink Javi today. I feel like I just always need to reiterate during episodes like this and things that sex is is what you make it. And I feel like so many people compare their relationships and sex lives to others and it really is um, everybody's own. There may be a lot of common questions and a lot of common misconceptions or um, funny things that happen, but really it is what you make it on your own time. And and you can be adventurous and, and fun just like your friend next door. But if you're not communicating, uh, one of you will crumble and the other will succeed. I feel like communicating in each other's passions and excitements and just getting to know your partner outside of the bedroom is just the most important, okay? I feel like that's when you have the best sex is knowing your partner um, all the way through. Just all the way. So anyways, um, what's the, let's see. Have you ever had a funny or awkward experience during a threesome or group sex? Um, personally, I haven't. I know somebody that got up and walked off. I'll never forget this story. Um, she said it was going on with her, her boyfriend, and one of her friends. And she literally got up and walked out because she was bored. And she went and got a snack. And it reminded me of a funny episode of a show I watched. And they said, like they were watching and eating a sandwich while it was going on now of course this was just a reality tv sh- or not a reality it was a scripted tv show i think it was friends but it always reminded me of that i was like what do you mean you got up and walked out she's like i was bored so i got up and i walked out i'm like then i don't think you were i don't think you were doing it right <laughs> like i was like so what did you do she's like i just went in the kitchen i got some water and just hung out I was like, were you like mad or sad she's like no i was just bored and i just wanted to go do something she's like so i waited and yeah, and then we just all smoked and chilled and acted like nothing happened. I'm like, that sounds like the most awkward and uncomfortable thing I've ever been a part of. And I'm mad that you told me because now I have to deal with that awkwardness being in my brain. Um, but she was so nonchalant about it. It was something her and her boyfriend did quite a bit. They brought people in. So this was one of the ones that didn't work out so great. So anyways, um, I never really had anything. I'm trying to think awkward. Well, not really. Other than the fact that I shouldn't have been doing those at such a young age. But other than that, like, I feel like we all get to go through fun experiences and we look back and we go, what? And why did I not have better parents that made me make better choices? Because of what was I doing at 17, 18, 16, whatever? 
I keep saying 16. I didn't lose my virginity until I was 17, you guys. Like, I was, you know, I was a scaredy cat. Anyways, um, so yeah, I think, like, that's, like, my silliest thing. Somebody asked what I think about food play. Like, do I, like, bring food into the bedroom? That has never been a thing for me. I feel like part of my OCD anxiety stuff is... Now, I know I have OCD with the intrusive thoughts, but I also have it with um, things being a certain way or clean. And, and usually I can let that stuff go in the bedroom. But if I see... If I were to watch, like, whipped cream or chocolate go onto my bed sheets, I think I would lose my fucking mind. <laughs> I think I would be like, stop! It's about to drip. Like... That sounds terrible. Um, not even that. I know you can do fun things with like strawberries. and I just never personally found like it sexual with food. I've never been like, ooh, like let's feed each other. That's never been for me. And I don't, I'm not kink shaming anything. If that's what you're into, you, you get into that. Personally, I, I have done food stuff. I have, you know, like silly whipped cream or chocolate, um, I've done eating off each other's bodies or even body shots, just like fun things like that. Like I'm not against fun things and doing these things. It's just not something that I'm like, let's do this. Now, if it comes up or my partner wants to try it, I'm all for it. I will never say no to something my partner wants to try. They just have to communicate that with me. I just, it's not something that I'm into. I rem- I can like <laughs> talking about it right now. I can think of a time where I had had whipped cream used on me and all I can think of right now is I was sticky like that sounds terrible I'm like over here bitching about being sticky while my partner's trying to have fun and I'm like I feel just yucky like is, is it oh ugh, get it off of me so for me personally no I'm, I'm not a big food person but again I know people that like that's what they're into every time like they will go out to dinner, they'll come home and have dessert as each other, you know, like that's their date life. Like that's, that's how they get things going. And I think that's really cool too, is to have like a thing, like that's their thing. Um, so yeah, I, I am not a food person. No, but anyways, has anybody ever walked in on you having sex? And what did you say? Oh my God. Yeah. I have nothing was said just nothing (laughs) nothing you just say nothing (laughs) I it was when me and my husband first got together uh and nothing was said just just nothing and I'm trying to think of anybody else I know people have heard me I know people have mentioned that they heard me um but walking in and being like hey let's hang out not really friends yes but I never considered that weird when my friends would walk in like I remember living with roommates and I would be hooking up with a guy and my roommate would come sit on my bed and he would just like chit chat with me and he was he was a friend of mine but he would just like chit chat and the guy I was with he's like dude get out he's like I'm just trying to ask her a question like Sarah where's that bag of Doritos that we bought earlier like and it was just so common for us but my partners I would be hanging out with at the time didn't think it was very funny I I thought it was hilarious but again I was like 17 and thought everything was silly so that was I never was really ashamed of if people walked in or heard me I'm like oh well congratulations (laughs) good job on that um anyways 
If I say um one more time, can somebody email me that I'm not allowed to do a podcast and I'm being punished for a month, okay? Anyways, so, okay, that's where I'm going to end it today. I have so many more. Like, I have pages and pages I just keep swiping through, but I don't want to take up your entire day today. So, I really hope you guys liked these. Anyways, please remember that anxiety and stress and trauma can play a huge role into your sexual life and to always make sure that you are mentally healthy before you engage in sexual activities because it can take such a huge toll. Have you heard the news? Spotify has amazing new ways to listen to your favorite music and podcasts. Be sure to turn on notifications to Loving Yourself Completely to never miss an episode. Download Spotify today for free. I had a lot of fun on this episode, but I really just want to say I think bottom line is Communication with your partner for sex is so important and having a mentally healthy sexual sex life is the most important thing more than anything, more than pleasure, more than being together for a long period of time or a short period of time. Making sure you know your partner's mental state when it comes to having sex is important, not only with consent, but what they're comfortable doing, what they're not comfortable doing. And if you would like to try something, knowing the way to communicate about it and not shame somebody for for not knowing or for not wanting to shame with sex is one of the worst things you can do is shaming somebody because that is something that they cannot control with desire what they desire and and using toys and of course it has to be consensual adults uh, but it has to be something that you're you're open to hearing and even if it's something that you're like oh hell no like I would never you cannot judge your partner. You can say, how can we work our way around this? How can we work our way through it? Or are there small things that we can compromise that will get you close to wanting to do this? And if that's something that there is no compromise on, I think therapy or I think doing taking small steps, I think things like that are important. But I'm sorry, that's not what this episode's about. It's supposed to be fun, but I just want you guys to know, like, I really did enjoy this episode and enjoyed answering silly questions and I think we all relate to knowing somebody or ourselves and the silliness of these questions with our sex lives, but just making sure you're maintaining a healthy sex life is important because it's important to not only feel good about yourself, but it makes you feel good with your partner and it brings you closer. Open communication with it is ultimately the most important, but it's also important that you feel good about yourself and you can have a healthy sex life within yourself as well. I think that that's important to know too. You don't have to be in a relationship and one night stands are not shamed. Masturbation is not shamed. And there are so many ways that you can have a healthy sex life with yourself as well. Mentally, physically, emotionally, all tie in to one. And you just have to take care of yourself. Always take care of yourself. Always take care of number one and know that loving yourself completely is about sex too, okay? It's about our sexual desires and making sure that we're not ashamed, making sure that uh, we're always open about what we want, what we need, and especially what we do not want. Make sure you take care of that part of your body too, the nose. No is a complete sentence. It's the best thing I've ever heard in my life, okay? Continue loving yourself completely. I will not be back next week. I'm taking the week. And um, pretty soon spring break is coming up. I will, I think I'm going to be back like one week in between that. It is 
it is gonna be hectic these next couple of weeks maybe up to the next month but I love you guys. Thank you for your support. Follow us on Instagram at loving yourself completely or write into loving yourself completely at gmail.com. Enjoy your week. Have a wonderful day and I will see you next time. Bye. Oh my gosh, I'm back. Who's this person? She's refreshed. She's wonderful. Her voice is new. And no, I'm just kidding. It's just me. It's Sarah. Welcome back to Loving Yourself Completely. I missed you guys these last two weeks. I took the week off for myself to take care of some stuff before spring break hit. And I got a lot of work done, a lot of things lined up and scheduled that way. Um, When my son was home all week, I was able to just kind of release things that I had already pre-scheduled. So that was really nice. It was a nice needed um, breath of fresh air to, you know, kind of zone in and laser focus on what had to be done with my uh, boutique and things. So yeah, it was a great spring break with my son. You know, I'm not entertaining to him anymore. So of course, there were lots of um, friends and playdates. I don't even, do you call them playdates when they're older? I don't know. Um, sleepovers and adventures and um, just, a, it was a wonderful holiday and um, vacation. So anyways, while on vacation though, I did get to read through so many emails of um, from our last episode, All the Things, which was sex and relationships and uh, um, things like that. And I just want to tell you guys, I had so much fun reading those. The crazy sex places and the most wild things. And, um, oh gosh, there were so many. I should have wrote more down. But just it just kind of made me chuckle because we all did really live the same life when we were growing up, you know, trying to hook up with our then boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, but you still lived at home. So you had to like go on the side of the road. Like what was wrong with us? Like our hormones really took over. They really just took over us. Um, that's what I think is so funny. Like my husband now, we joke like, um, you know, that's what you do in marriage now. You're like, oh my gosh, like where would be a fun place? Like, let's go outside. Let's go to your car. Let's go um, in the woods. Let's go to the back deck. Let's go to um, the kitchen. Like, or when your kids are at home, you're like, oh, we're, we're like, you're like flabbergasted. Where in the house should we go? Like, this is new and spontaneous and fun. And you almost do. It brings back those memories of trying to just hook up with somebody in a different place because that's all you have. And then when it turns to marriage, you go, let's do it because we don't do this, you know? And so I think it's kind of funny how the tables turn as you get older. Um, I always love that fun stuff. Well, you know me, I live in the middle of nowhere and I'm always like, like, let's go like on the hood of your car. Like, you know, like, let's go um, out on the back deck or whatever. And it's just kind of like uh, a fun, it's fun now. It's more fun and not so like, oh my gosh, like I'm really letting this 17 year old boy like go to town on me in a cornfield. (laughs) So I was just like, I was cracking up reading some of these emails because we all really did. We all lived the same freaking life um, growing up, our, our sex life. And it was, it's hilarious. It's just hilarious. So I really did enjoy reading those emails and talking back and forth with you guys. So anyways, that was a wonderful time for me over my break. So, but this week's episode, I kind of want to do, I kind of want to do, so over my vacation, I hung out with quite a few of my own friends and moms and 
Um, some are married and some are single and some are newly single and some are um, freshly in relationships. I have just the most amazing variety of friends that I hang out with and talk to daily. So it's actually wonderful for me. I tell them all the time, I'm like, you guys are my research. You guys, you guys are my study. Like, because I can see so many things relationship wise. And then um, me and my best friend, we've been in our marriages the longest. She's even longer than I am. I think they're 13 years and we're just at going towards 11. So um, out of our friend group, we're the the longer version for for my group at least. Um, but just addressing, so my one girlfriend, she we were talking the other day because I do own a boutique, and she was like, "Do you think I could pull off, you know, a crop top? Like, how old's too old for a crop top?" I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Like, wh- wh- wear the crop top. That's it's fine. You know, who cares about the crop top?" She's like, "Well, I don't want people and like that." hit me instantly because she goes I don't want people to think like oh my gosh what is she wearing and it instantly like hit me I was like what do you but what do you think about what you're wearing what do you feel with what you're wearing and then another person I know she's do moms wear these things I'm like moms do moms like I don't know is there a book is there a book out there of what of what moms wear I don't I'm not aware of this book and then I had another person telling me, I don't know if my, if my husband would like this outfit on me, it's very revealing and things like that. And it just, it just really, and even, okay. So one more example, Uh, my son was going to school and as he was getting out, he goes, it was so sad. It broke my heart. Um, he goes, mom, some of the things that kids are saying about me, like the bullies, he has this one bully, um, that we're in the midst of dealing with. He goes, some of the things that he says about me or to me, He's like, I kind of start to believe it. Like, I'm kind of believing it about myself. And I was like, what? Because I know what this kid is saying. And um, it's not true about my son and all the all the things. <laughs> so anyways, but it got me thinking, you know, with the husbands. And is this what mom's dressed like? And oh, I'm starting to believe in. And what will people think? And it really hit me like lightning that people are more focused on what others think of them than what they think of themselves. And when did that happen? When did this happen? So that's what I'm talking about today. When did your inner dialogue not become your own voice? And if it is, how do we fix it?